Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Truth Be Told. If you are American, happy Memorial Day weekend. Yep, if you're not, uh, well, You missed out. Big time. Big time. It's true. The weather was absolutely beautiful. And it's America. <sighs> Land of the free, home of the brave. There we go. Um, but today, I'm sure if you saw the title, you clicked on it and you were like, Ooh. You're a sucker to clickbait. I want you to know. If you clicked on it for the title, it, you're it, a sucker. It like kills Jade and I because we're like, we could have a regular title or we could do clickbait. Oh my gosh, clickbait works. I mean, I just watched a video on YouTube two days ago because of the title. I was extremely disappointed by the content though. So hopefully that is not the case with this podcast today. And hopefully the content uh, outweighs the title. For sure. And you're and, glad that you clicked on it. And it completely has to do with what's going on. Um, but we're going to paint a picture real quick because I am fully convinced or we are fully convinced that one of the most crucial things we need to protect in the world that we live in, specifically as Christians, is the family unit. For sure. There is without a doubt an attack against family. We can look at statistics and broken homes. We can see that that was, you know, the primary attack in the previous decades right. of broken homes, fatherless homes, uh, single parent homes, people struggling in that capacity. Now even more frequently motherless homes. Yeah, absolutely. And what I'm seeing now, though, is this shift. Now, broken homes still exist, right. but now it's an attack against the very makeup of what God ordained as family. For sure. You know, we can sit here and, and go through scripture after scripture after scripture, you know, where the Bible dictates and declares that marriage is between one man and one woman, and God's perfect plan for yeah. them is to have children, to build a family. To have legacy and have it rooted and grounded in Christ. For sure, for sure. And there's an attack against that very foundation. Yeah, and what's crazy is that the devil doesn't respect like boundaries in terms of like, oh, I'll only go after adults. And I've seen, I feel like now there's a greater attack on children mm -hmm. than ever before. Mm -hmm. It's almost like he's moved right past the parents. He's yeah. kind of like whatever with the parents and now is just going straight for the kids. Right. I mean, there's, yeah, and... This is not a political podcast. We're not going to get super political. But I mean, there is definitely an antichrist agenda to separate kids Absolutely. from their parents. Absolutely. Make kids think that they can make these bizarre decisions at like young ages. And if their parents don't agree, well, then we'll just take you away from your parents. You don't need to live with your parents anymore. So there's such an agenda now. Um, and that's really where the... Do you want to know the evidence the of the agenda? You saying something like that is considered hate speech. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is the wildest concept Yeah, that, you know, saying an eight-year-old doesn't have the right to mutilate their body or make decisions about whether they want to be a boy or a girl right. or another gender or whatever it may be, right. that they can make decisions that would alter their destiny. Yeah, You know, we see attacks against the 
marriage between a man and a woman, right? Right, where it's not uncommon where homosexuality is is talked about in every single sitcom you watch, every single show mm-hmm. you watch, every single everything it's in has everything to include now. certain dynamics. And I, I do want to say, like, I do not, and Jay doesn't. We don't come from a standpoint of hate at all, never. But you do have to understand that we have deep rooted convictions in the Bible. And we are fully convinced that the Bible is the only plan and path for somebody to be truly successful. And Jesus is the only way to truly make it to heaven. For sure. And so when we say all of this, it's through our lens and through the lens of the Bible. Sure. And so I, I'm not going to apologize from that for that. I'm not going to back away from that. But you do need to understand where our convictions are. For sure. Um, because you may start listening to this and you're like, I fundamentally disagree with everything you're saying right now. And I have no interest in, you know, that may be you. But I want to show you the attack that's happening against the family unit. For sure. And then we're going to show you three ways that you can protect your family from these attacks. For sure. So let's talk about Target real quick. Yep. Because, I mean, if we're going to call the po- The whole podcast is not going to be about the saga that's going on. No, not at all. I'm actually pretty sick of talking about it. Um, but let's talk about it. Target in the last two weeks. Um, now, look, every June, Target de- uh, celebrates Pride Month. As do many, 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 many retailers. That's not the issue. Okay. And I actually posted that on my social media. I said, I don't care when Target does things for adults who are old enough to make their own decisions. Where I have a problem is where they have now clearly gone after kids. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what Target has done this June. They have made a very clear stand that they have an agenda. And this agenda is to groom our children for a specific mindset, if we want to call it that, or plan. Yeah. And like, because Jade and I talked about this, because I'm like, we're like, we're not going to be those people who are, you know, we're going to boycott this place and this place. You know, the question is, where is the line in the sand? I don't expect evil companies to do godly things. No, absolutely not. I don't not. expect a wicked corporation like Target to have my same convictions. But it's exactly what Jade said, right? When people start making targeted plans, and why why, why am I so specific about children? Are we so specific about children? Because even in the Bible, it illustrates that it takes one generation. Right. To lose convictions. It takes one, and, and that's why they're targeting our children, because they know that if they can get one generation, they can brainwash and manipulate and get people to think exactly how they want, when they want, how they want. And do you know what's the craziest thing? The only thing standing in their way is you and your experience and in right. your generation. I had somebody make a sly remark on social media about how uh, this is just, you know, white woman acting like this is like a persecution mm-hmm. thing. And it was it was just like a very flippant remark. And I don't think they realized the issue with what they were saying is what I explained to them was that's not at all what's happening. This is an agenda that's mm-hmm. being put out that I as a parent mm-hmm. have to say, I'm not going to allow to be a thing. I'm not going to allow my kids to walk into a store where their clothing has an agenda printed right. all on where it. Where they hired a Satanist, a transgender Satanist to design clothing for your children. For I don't sure. know if I were to choose anybody on the planet to design clothing for my children. That would be the last person on my list. Not because I hate them, 
Not because of anything like, oh, you know, you're just a bigot because you're a Christian. It's because I fundamentally disagree with every single thing For sure. that they would have. And so, you know, as we're talking about Target, you know, we're going to wrap this up, but Target isn't the only place. No, absolutely not. They have just taken an extremely aggressive. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I saw somebody post that and I thought it was so true. They do this every year. Every single year they celebrate Pride Month. That's not the problem. It's the fact that this year it was extremely aggressive and extremely targeted Mm -hmm. at a group of people being children. Um, And that's the why behind this. Right. So here are three ways your family could be attacked in the world that we live in um, in regard to, you know, this agenda that we'll call it an antichrist spirit because that's what it is. Number one, in education. As a pastor of a church, it's crazy to hear what the parents come back and tell us that their children are being told that they can do and the conversations that are being had and in literally like first and second grade talking and introducing things that are sexual in nature for sure uh, bringing in uh, trans dressing people bringing in you know homosexual agendas and it's crazy to me that I like when the sexualization of our children becomes a topic Mm-hmm. For a teacher, an adult, to talk to a eight, seven, you know, nine-year-old yeah. child about sexual things and about things that are, you know, they're not widely accepted. You can see it in the backlash from America, even Target, right? You can see that the backlash against Target affecting the market value of almost nine billion dollars since their, you know, uh, you know, their little fiasco. Yeah. Parents are not happy with that. So in order to force it, there's mandated aspects in public curriculums in our school systems to teach your children and to groom your children to think the way of the world. Yeah, We have to get that there is God's way and God's plan and God's teaching. And then there's the world's way and the world's plan. And we as Christians need to recognize that we need to draw boundaries where our children can be indoctrinated, especially in eight-hour time periods where your kids are at school all day. You need to be very in tune. So that's number one. They're trying to attack in education, not just children's education, higher education. Oh my gosh, college students? I'm sorry, yeah. college students are being taught to not think mm-hmm. for themselves. And if you're a college student and that offends you, I'm not trying to offend you. Yeah. But there is an agenda to get you to be part of a system that thinks and believes certain things that take away your ability to think and believe things for yourself. Right, and they call it free thinking, but really it's not. No. It's just an indoctrination. People would always say, see, you're just trying to indoctrinate your child into what you believe. Well, what I believe has been tr- proven to be effective for thousands of years. Yeah. What you're trying to do, I see the kids that go through those programs. I meet with the kids that are, uh, you know, talking with a young girl that identifies as pansexual. Yeah. That's, you know, literally struggling with depression, fear, anxiety, hates herself, struggled with uh, like uh, uh, hurting herself and things like that. I talk to kids that are coming out of these things and the destructive nature and the cycle that is created. You can't tell me it's good. Yeah. And it is only creating a cycle of destruction 
for families and for people. And as parents, as adults, we need to start to set standards of what we're going to allow and what we're not. So that was number one, yep. education. Yep. Number two, social media. Going off of that girl that we were referring to that identifies as pansexual, when you talk to her, she discovered that off of TikTok. Yeah. It wasn't, she wasn't educated via school. It wasn't an education via, you know, she had read book. It, 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 or it even wasn't what she was feeling. Yeah. It was literally something that she heard about on TikTok and got interested in. And so we need to understand that social media is such a tool for good, yeah. but it's such a tool for bad. And earlier and earlier and earlier, kids are having access to just this world of information that's being shoved yeah. down their throat. Mm -hmm. And here's the crazy thing about social media. Social media works on algorithms. So the moment somebody shows interest in one thing, for example, I'm about to give birth. I've been watching home birth oh videos. Oh my goodness. Somebody pray my, for me. <laughs> my Instagram for you, oh uh, which is gosh. like the recommended videos, is all birth. It's like videos and pictures. I could not and think like, of anything worse. <laughs> and it was actually funny. Uh, my sister-in-law sent me a picture off of her for you that was a home birth picture and I'd seen that picture multiple times because literally that's all that's on my for you page but here's the point of what I'm saying when a kid clicks on a video because they find it interesting what we need to understand is that doesn't stop there now the algorithm and the way social media is set up is saying oh they're interested in that I'm now going to put more and more and more of that type of content down their throat. Mm -hmm. There have been so many studies showing that our brains actually are almost being like overstimulated by the amount of stuff that's being shoved down our throats every day on social media. We were not created to have the, this amount of information come at us mm -hmm. at all times. And so social media is something that I actually thank God I didn't have the pressure of social media. Yeah when I was in high school that kids have now. Absolutely, and just the freedom to access whatever you want. And most of the time, people aren't regulating what people are seeing. No. And it can go down a slippery slope, and we need to be very aware that social media, and there's an agenda. I mean, you just go through it, and I can guarantee you my algorithms have nothing to do with these topics that we've been bringing up, but at every time I still end oh, yeah. up They'll seeing still one here or oh, one yeah. there yeah. just to see and leave that one video yep. there if you can go down that algorithm. Yeah. And so it is a slippery slope and it is everywhere. And you know what's interesting about social media is it makes things appear to be larger than they actually yes, are. Exactly. See, social media, like I even if you go to somebody's social media and you would like go through it and you think, wow, this is like the most successful person I've ever met. And then you meet them in real life and they're poor and yeah. they have nothing and they're, you know, like everything well, not you even saw that, online. Just not, maybe not even a people person. Yeah. Everything you saw online was a lie. Yeah. See, that's what that has the potential to do. Social media can make things appear to be appear much to be larger. And so you may think that it's much more common, that everybody's, you know, dealing with this topic. Everybody in every other person's gay, it's every other so person's true. trans. It's and so that is not the statistics and those are not the numbers, but they just keep throwing it in your face. So you need to be very aware that that is one of the attacks against your family. And sure. third, we're gonna wrap it up uh, with this uh, in its politics. I said this before COVID, but I think it's 
still proves to be true. The state that you live in matters more now, I think, than ever before. Right. Um, you know, we are the United States of America, but you can see different laws being passed in different states, federal level laws being passed and then being fought out at state level even for being unconstitutional. There are laws and regulations that are being established that would directly contradict your convictions as a Christian. And there is an agenda to normalize the things that are attacking Christianity and attacking your family, attacking their minds, attacking how they'll live and grow up, attacking their ability to fulfill their purpose. You know, it takes a young person, just a little bit of bad influence to go down a bad path or to, you know, I even think to myself, I was exposed and, you know, uh, connected with things that were bad when I was like 11 years old and it just took a little bit, a little bit of access. And then I didn't have the maturity or the understanding to say, no, I know that's not healthy. I know that's not good. No, I went down that slope and, you know, got addicted to pornography, you know, and got like as deep into these things as you could possibly get simply by what? Just a simple introduction. And so we need to be very aware that, you know, through education, through social media, through economics, through politics, through these things, they're indoctrinating people. And you may say, this sounds like a conspiracy theory thing. And it's really not. It's actually just a a communication from the Bible, right? In, In the last days, it's going to be like the day of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. What was the markers for Sodom and Gomorrah? Uh... Sexual immorality, homosexuality. Uh, It's going to be like the days of Noah, you know, where people defied God and didn't need God and evil was running rampant at rapid levels. See, it's just prophesied. We know that there is an antichrist agenda that exists. And so we can't be surprised. I, you know, I'm pointing these things out and it shouldn't be like a, whoa, this is crazy. This this is literally prophesied by the Bible. For sure. And this is what God's promise is, though. Yeah. That God will keep his people. That God will protect his people. And so what we want to encourage you with is not just give you three discouraging things no, for sure. that uh, that are you need to protect your family against, but three ways you can actually protect your family yeah. and actually set yourself and your family up for success in these times but you need to know as we go into this god has something great for your family absolutely you can raise a family in this day and age and they can serve god they can love god they can be equipped for everything and they don't have to fall into all this nonsense no, you can going actually around. live a great life yeah. you actually can i think a lot of christians they only look at the doom and gloom side of everything that's happening but it's like no but remember what the bible says remember the bible says that we're in this world but we're not of this world that we are foreigners that are passing through but the bible promises us life and life abundantly Mm -hmm. that we get to live here on the earth and we hold on sorry my wife's trying to end this and i just i think this is a good topic that people will be okay with listening to a slightly longer podcast on but that's why we as christians need to have deep-rooted convictions yeah um and not communicate them in ignorant and hateful ways it's crucial to draw lines in the sand without you know just destroying other people 100%. because we need to recognize 
those that are in this movement, those that may have fallen into the traps that we're talking about even now, they're people that God loves. Absolutely. They're people that we love. And they're people that we need to reach and learn to communicate with without compromising convictions. See, when we draw those lines in the sand in a loving way, we can actually show people how to do it correctly because the problem is i think christians have turned more people off than anything else and we need to be pretty intentional about these things no it's so true so three ways that we can protect our families right because we cover three ways that the family unit is being attacked but what are three ways that we can protect our family well number one would be this create an environment where everyone in the family has a genuine relationship with god fundamental oh man and you may be like this is too basic no it is actually the most crucial thing like dads let your kids see you worship let your kids see you pray let your kids see you read the word let your kids see you stand up for your convictions let your kids see god in you yeah you know, and illustrate that for them. It's been really cool. So with pregnancy mornings, I just don't sleep until like 3 a.m. And so when I fall asleep at 3 a.m., I'm like out mm-hmm. until like, you know, Chad lets me sleep until like 7.30. But what, and I'm saying that to say he has had to take on the morning shift with the kids, whereas before pregnancy, I would kind of do the morning shift and he would spend time with the Lord. He has had to take on being dad in the morning and spending time with the Lord. And as inconvenient as maybe it's been, it's been an incredible time for our kids Mm -hmm. to see their dad spend time with the Lord. And what it has produced in our kids is a desire to spend time with the Lord in the morning. So now when Chad sits on the couch with the Bible, usually Hunter or Graham, whoever woke up um, when he woke up, are sitting next to him with their little Bible. You know, they're asking him, Bible. Graham sits next to him saying, Bible, Bible, Daddy, Bible. You know, and Chad is starting to read the Bible. And so they're seeing this is normal. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of kids never, ever see their parents read the Bible. A A lot of kids, unfortunately, see their parents act one way on a Sunday morning and very different all week long. And so it's been so cool, though, for our kids. And I've seen a drastic change in our kids. And I've loved it. I really like at first it was annoying because like I like to spend my time, (laughs) you know, but uh, it's been awesome. And, you know, even in times where I'm like, no, I need to like really focus. I'll turn on Superbook or whatever it is. Well, and that's what I was going to say yeah. next. It's created such a hunger. It's it's so cool how, you know, the Bible says that those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. I've watched that in my three-year-old. I mean, the other day, Hunter, I put her on the couch and I was like, you want to watch a show? And I'm going through, you want to watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? You want to watch Super Kitties? She's like, no, no, I want to watch Super, I want to watch Superbook. I want to watch Jesus dying on the cross. Yeah. And then the other day it was, I want to watch about Queen Esther. Mm-hmm. Like it's produced a hunger in yeah. her which just shows you the Bible is applicable for a three-year-old as much as it is for us, but we have to model that for them to see. Yeah, no, so you create a genuine environment. And that doesn't mean an environment of perfection, but it does mean an environment of authenticity. Your kids need to see you, even when you do make mistakes, how to come back from that, how to make things right, how to apologize, how to forgive and look when you prioritize the presence of god in your house you will create a desire in your children right what uh, train up a child in the way that they should go yeah and when they're old they will not depart from it these are things we have to 
indoctrinate our children yeah. with. Cute story really quick. I just have to share it. Um, Hunter always sees, whenever I lose things, I ask the Lord to help me find them. <laughs> I always ask the Holy Spirit to help me. Because only he knows where they actually and are. And the other day, my mom couldn't find something. So Hunter said, well, you can ask Jesus. And then she paused for a second, looked at my mom and said, do you know Jesus? And my mom said, yes, I do know Jesus. And I said, okay, you can ask him to help you find it. And it was the cute, but it was the cutest because she is uh, forging a trail on this genuine relationship as a three-year-old mm-hmm. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And all she wanted to do was make sure that her nanny could do that yeah. too. Yeah, it's so cool. So, you know, it starts with the father, but parents, Yeah, it starts with maybe you're an individual watching, create that environment. When you have the presence of God in your home, you have peace in your home, you you have you have the blessing in your home, yeah. you have so much in your home, and you're going to show your children that everything they need is found inside of relationship a relationship with, with Him. Yeah. And just as and this is the foundation for the other two, Christ is your cornerstone. He is your foundation. He is what you're building on. So these other two points that we have, they're built on this foundation of Christ. Number two, create non-negotiables within your family unit. This is so important. I think we've kind of spoken a lot on past podcasts about culture family mm-hmm. culture what is your family culture what are what are things that this is a non-negotiable you know for our family going to church on a sunday non-negotiable mm-hmm. our family reading the bible non-negotiable mm-hmm. you know what we listen to in the like music wise non-negotiable mm-hmm. we have these non-negotiables and they've changed and formed the culture of our family and honestly there's protection in that why because we don't allow certain things in our home that maintains peace in the home. Yep. That means that it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. When my kids or my husband or I walk through the front door of my house, there is a peace in my house because of non it's, and it's not accidental peace. Right. It's because there's non-negotiables that we've set in place that have created an atmosphere where the presence of God is welcome. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And I mean, the scripture that I put down here is when uh, Moses is introducing the commandments from God to the people. And these are the non-negotiables. This is God giving non-negotiables to the children of Israel. Now, our walk in our New Testament dynamic is different because he's giving uh, commands on not just personal relationship with God, but how to run a nation. See, a lot of people get confused when they read Old Testament to New Testament because they're like, this doesn't make sense. Why are there so many rules? Because he's literally giving rules on how to operate an entire nation, a country under him. And so look at this, uh, Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart. Wow. Heart. Heart. There we go. (laughs) Sorry. All your soul and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk to them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands. Wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. What is that saying? You need to take these non-negotiables. And the foundation of that is the greatest commandments. We must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And outside of that, we create non-negotiables and foundations for our family. And then we repeat them. And then inside the house, we do them. 
And then outside the house, we do them. Yeah. And then we reiterate them. We create, I would encourage you to create language around your non-negotiables. Like again, growing up, I've said this before. My dad would always say, you're a leader and not a follower. Yeah. That's indoctrinated into my mind. That is a non-negotiable in my life. I'm a leader and I'm not a follower. See, and another one that I've instituted in Hunter is I am a problem oh solver, my gosh, this one not a problem really starter. Bat you in the butt sometimes. <laughs> She's smart. But it's taught to her yeah, and it's super exactly, important. Exactly. So number that, that was number two. Last one, number three. This one I'm super excited about because it's maybe not one that we think about. Mm-hmm. Sounds simple, but let's get into it. Number three, how do you protect your family? Teach your children. Yeah. Talk to them about the why. Yeah. Disciple your kids. It is so crazy, especially like how many different things we put our kids into. Disciple your children. If you don't disciple your children, the world will disciple your children. And your children will become a product of whatever the world is creating in them. Unless you are intentional and disciple your children. Answer the why. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm a why person. I want to know why. I want to understand it. I want to dig in. I want to ask the hard questions. When Jade and I started off, we were young adults pastors And it was so much fun because I could allow an environment where people could ask why. And the questions that young adults have are just crazy. Yeah. But it was so cool because a lot of the questions they had asked, I had answers to because I asked them myself. For sure. If I think religion has failed us and Christianity has failed us in the way of like, you're not supposed to ask certain questions. You're not supposed to ask the hard questions. No, ask the hard question. Or even how dare you question. This is in place. How dare you question it? Absolutely. For me, you need to be able to answer your children. Teach them why, you know, you know, you walked into Target and you saw this, you know, these outfits and this transgender stuff and teach them about it. Yeah. Show them what the Bible says. Don't be so scared. Now, obviously, you need to be wise about how you communicate it to your children, how young they get indoctrinated and how young they see them. It needs to be a balance in your life. For sure. But choose how you're going to reveal that to them and train them on it. It would be terrible if they go away to college and it's the first experience they ever hear about drugs or Mm -hmm. alcohol or, you know, transgender or homosexuality or anything along these lines. Kids like that, always end up self-destructing yeah. because they were never actually taught anything. No. Don't be afraid of the why. And don't be afraid of the why if you don't know the answer. Yeah. There is something to be respected of somebody that says, hey, I don't know the answer to what you're asking, but let me find out for yeah. you. I've done that so many times. Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Teach your children. Teach your sons how to be men. Teach your daughters how to be women. Teach your children about the attacks that are coming against them. Prepare your kids for war, for battle, because at the end of the day, they're going into a world that is filled with evil and destruction. And you as a Christian, you've been given the power to overcome the world 
by faith. I just taught this on Sunday and you have been given that ability. But if you don't know there's a battle coming and you're just blindsided by it, you can be really caught off guard. So as a family unit, teach yourself, study things, get wisdom with all you can do. Get wisdom. Why? Because wisdom will save you. Wisdom will protect you. Understanding will keep you. And this is how you can protect your family unit. So here's three ways. Number one, and most importantly, create an environment where everybody in the family can have a genuine relationship with God. Number two, create non-negotiables within your family. See, what's interesting is number three, it's built out of number one and number two, because then you teach your children. How do you teach your children? You teach them out of the foundation of Christ and then out of the non-negotiables that you've established for your dynamic in your family. And now your kids are prepared for the world that they're going into. Um, So I hope that as we do this podcast, it makes sense that it connects with you. If you like this, again, it would really mean a lot if you shared it, if you sent it to somebody, if you're meeting, you know, if you know somebody that this could be helpful for or another family that you could encourage with this, please, please just send it out. We love to hear your feedback. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you soon. Be blessed. Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.